You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is April Rhea Carisha Davison. I am sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I'm terrible at pronunciation, but we know her as April Rhea. What does she do? Well, she helps three steps of mindfulness in meditation for business leaders. You know, business leaders very often are so busy leading and they're so busy running around and trying to you know hit the mark that they forget to breathe they forget to take time for themselves and they forget that a little meditation here and there can really really set them back into being able to see things more clearly have a better insight you know have more awareness of the rewiring of the brain and get rid of that stress so this is what april is going to do for you today if you're a leader or just simply a leader in your own life she's going to share with you some wonderful meditation tips and myths and uh, techniques and I think at the present moment we've started off 2020 with a great deal of enthusiasm only for it to be though maybe there's another war or maybe there's this and there's a fire over there and a, and a flood over there and everybody's got a goal to meet and a resolution to meet and we've already stressed ourselves out haven't we April? Yeah it's exactly that and it's where you want to put your attention in life and in business Mm. and uh, your energy is going to follow that attention. So, you know, when we head into a new year, people want to make resolutions and mm. they want to set goals and goals are great. Um, I think it gives you direction and purpose, but what I like to bring into the forefront is what is the intention behind that goal or yeah. goals? And so what is the, the feeling uh, that you want to bring into that? And um, with, with goals, goals are usually a linear, um, mm -hmm. they're very linear. They have an end point and they're very specific. Whereas an intention, so how you want to be in that goal, uh, is an expansive and open uh, way of being. And so it, um, it can be specific. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it, it allows for, it allows for flow and ease yeah. and the flexibility. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's a way, it's, it's a, it's a felt sense and it's a way of being within those goals. And mm -hmm. so, you, you know, we, yeah, just that. Well, I love the, you know, the fact that you put the word feel up there, you know, um, so many people are busy thinking and, you know, a thought always goes, yes, but what if, you know, oh yeah, but, and there's always the but or the what if or this or that because it's a computer, you know, that it's generating the what ifs and could we do it this way, that way. If you don't bring the feeling into it, you can be very, very misguided by the thoughts, can't you? Yeah, it's true. I mean, as business leaders and entrepreneurs and, you know, maybe you're just a leader, you're <laughs> like a leader in, in your life. Maybe you're a parent, um, you know, there, there, we get caught up in the thoughts and ideas, mm. right? 
And like for me, I'm a very creative person and I come up with ideas all the time, but not all of them are good ideas. Not all of them are great and not all of them are worth implementing. And so coming into that space where you can get in touch with a feeling and actually use meditation or mindfulness or, you know, just coming into the present moment, which is what mindfulness and meditation is to ground yourself, to settle into the physical body and to get in touch with how that feeling, um, how that, how that idea, how those thoughts are resonating with you right now. And I think I mentioned earlier, like, where are we going to put our attention in that? So is this worth putting all of our focus, all of our energy into and, you know, in a business sense, what's the return? And in a personal sense, it's like, yeah, so what am I going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And, and I think when you have that intentional, um, you're, you're consciously choosing from there, right? And so you're, you're setting yourself up for exactly what you want in the end. Yeah. You know, you, you talked about setting goals and the linear. The thing is with the linear, it's one step in front of the other. But very often we're looking down at the steps. We're not paying attention to what's around us. You know, for me, you know, I look at uh, blueprinting. I'm a creative um, idea person as well. And I create it as a blueprint, like a plan. But a plan is just that. It's an intention. It's a plan. I would like to do this. But really, what is it? What's your end goal? And very often how we're going to get there is going to do the two-step along the way, right? (laughs) Nothing goes in that simple straight line and you've got to learn to dance. And taking that breath and having that meditative approach to something is a way that you you can get up and dance without feeling so fretful about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's exactly that. Like, you know, when we set out uh, to achieve a goal, we think it's a straight line, but Mm -hmm. in reality, you know, we take curves, we take... (coughs) Excuse you know, me. all these diversions, um, you know, for, for rowing a boat, let's say, mm-hmm. um, you know, the wind could come in and yep. push us off course. And, but with that intention, we come back into the center. And when we find ourselves blown off course, we can go, oh, you know, we can become aware um, of what's going on. So awareness is that first step into mindfulness and, and having that meditative quality um, as a leader. So becoming aware and then, and then you know, resetting the course back to where we were. And so getting uh, back on track, so to speak, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't you find that with a lot of business leaders, you know, that this it's, um, you know, my son, for instance, has his own restaurant. And I remember saying to him before he opened, it's going to be like having twins. (laughs) And, you know, when he, when I came back from Toronto, he'd been open a few months and he said, you lied. Like, oh, why? And he goes, it's like having triplets, (laughs) you know, and he's just realizing how many balls he's got to juggle in the air all the time. But in the first year, he would get himself kind of rather worked up with it. Now he makes time to to go to the gym, to do the things that calm him down, to, you know, to read the things that uh, uh, that send to him so that he doesn't get so stressed out. And that's something so important as a leader or a business owner, isn't it? You've got to have time for yourself because if not, you're going to burn out. Yeah, definitely. And when you're clear on what it is that's important, then all that stuff that takes up time in your in your calendar, in your headspace, um, all that sort of floats away and then you have time for the gym. And so mm-hmm. you have time for healthy eating, you have time to spend with your family, you have time for friends, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's... Um, it's interesting how 
when we get really clear, we can, like people think they don't have time for this or that. And yeah. we put, what I notice is that society nowadays is like really clear. It's like, okay, we need, we need that physical health. We need to be eating healthy. We need to be going to the gym or doing walking or going out in nature and all those kinds of things. And now it's the mental fitness, right? So making time for that. And as busy professionals, we kind of like, oh gosh, how are we going to fit this in? But yeah. when you get really clear on what it is that you want in life, what the intention is, what the outcome is, then all those things that aren't important are going to start to float away. You're going to get more confident in saying no to the things that aren't serving you. And you'll have more time for all those yeses. And yep. you learn to delegate too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a big one, you know, because trust comes into it, of course, as a leader. And I think, you know, a lot of leaders fret, can't, you know, why can't people see my vision? And the thing is, is that um, you've just started painting, you know, uh, your vision on the board. You know what the end picture you want it to look like, but they're just following each stroke that you do. Mm. So invite them along that journey of discovering what that picture is and don't say, but can't you see it yet? Can't you see it yet? Because now you're creating stress for you and for them. Mm -hmm. and, right. Because oh, I can't see it. Does that mean you're going to fire me? <laughs> well, when you work in teams, right, it's a co-creative process and <laughs> leaders, you know, in the old sense of it, it were like, I'm here on the top and mm. kind of like, okay, this is the objective. And you know, this is the, the company goal and then just go ahead and, and implement. Right. But I think, um, you know, that, that quality of having a leadership from within the team um, gives a different perspective to people because you're right in there with them. While you may not be, uh, hope, you know, that micromanagement kind of thing, but you're in there with them. They see you, you see them, and you can be in the moment with them and, you know, have that co-creative process, right? So let it uh, flow. Yeah, exactly. I, and, yeah. and then having that ability to help people in the moment. So it's mm. like, you know what, boss, like I can't see this right now. Like, where are we going with this? And then when you're there, when you're open and you're um, in with your team, you have that confidence in yourself to allow others. So it's that letting go of control, which a yeah. lot of leaders have a lot of trouble with is letting go of control and recognizing that you have, I have my expertise, you have your expertise and like we're better off together that way. So um, so allowing your team to do those, those, those tasks, those items that you, sure, you can do them and you'd probably be great at it, but is that where your best attention is put at this time? And so empowering others um, in leadership is, is a huge, it's a huge value for everyone. And then within that, um, you can co-create all along the way. So as we, you know, as we're rowing our boat, say we're rowing like a, you know, a, a traditional um, native canoe, you know, it's teamwork, right? And yes. if people are off track and they're not rowing in sync, then we got to come back and reset. And <clears throat> this is an opportunity for everyone to have an input so that you have, again, that's the clarity around your values, around your mission, and what, it, what are we all doing this for? And who's doing what? And who are we accountable to? And, you know, all those things that come along with being a leader in a team and so I think these days it's it's really important to have clarity within yourself first so that you can be clear for everybody else and then and then it's just way more fun right and yeah people, people get to you know we you know as leaders we are leaders because there was something in us that was telling us that we needed to do something for ourselves there's like this 
this energy of like being independent and, and, and so how, you know, it's so beautiful when you can give that to other people and um, you know, the people who, who want that and then the people who need direction. Yeah. You know, just give them the direction, just give them the, the list. Right. And just be really clear and, and having, having that ability to lead from within, I think is really, really important um, these days because people you know, they can go work anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if, you know, you take a movie set or a theater set, you know, you've got whatever the play is or the script is, you've got the director, you've got the producer, but then the cameraman, you know, it brings their expertise to it on how they see the vision, the lighting, you know, the costumes, uh, the scenery, everybody, you know, I kind of call it knowing your instrument in life and bringing it to the orchestra. You mm -hmm. know, we're, we're, an orchestra is nothing without everybody's input of their instrument. And then it's finding the harmony, mm. you know, the, the synchronicity. Uh, and there's always going to be somebody that will be a soloist or one person that's going to be the lead actor or the lead actress. But everybody's role is important. And I think as a leader, you're creating other leaders in their own right, aren't you? That's what you're doing, you're inspiring them and inviting them to become a leader in whatever department or area they're in. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's being mindful, it's being aware of you know, who you are on the inside and, and allowing the wisdom of the body, the wisdom of you know, the energy that you bring into the world to flow, right? And it's like you say, it's that instrument, right? And so mm. if your keys, if you imagine yourself, like I'll use the example of a flute, right? Like if you imagine yourself, like this mind-body complex as a flute <clears throat> and your energy is stuck, like the keys are stuck or maybe there's yeah. some like, you know, dust or something inside the flute, you're not going to flow properly. And right. so, you know, using medita meditation and breathing techniques um, and you know, just being mindfully aware on a day-to-day -day basis is going to help clear all that out so that you can, you know, be a top performer and, and really, you know, like you say, like bring that into the whole symphony of life. Exactly. You know, that we talk to people about focus and everybody thinks you've got to be laser focused. <laughs> you know, that's not the kind of focus, you know, I like what you're saying, you know, you've got, three simple uh, mindful steps, you know, practices that business leaders can and entrepreneurs can um, use to disrupt the faults that cause stress and rewire the brain for awareness, insight, and clarity. And the thing is, it's, it's not focus we want so much as like, you know, a laser beam on something. You know, it is, it is the mindfulness to be aware of, of those stresses coming up or this coming up or that needing to be addressed in, in yourself and even in your team. And so it, what are those three mindfulnesses that you need to have? Well, it's a very simple formula that I like to use. It's called ABC of mindfulness. <clears throat> and so A is awareness. And so let's say you're in a situation and, you know, there's a lot going on, uh, whether you're like a solopreneur, um, you know, service professional working at home, or you're a leader in a team, you know, there's bound to be um, something that comes up that throws, throws a wrench into the, into the cogs of the day. And so <clears throat> becoming aware of what's actually happening. And so what happens is that we go into stress, right? We go into stress mode. Uh, and when we do that, we can't properly make any decisions because what happens is our nervous system goes off into a fight or flight. Yeah. Um, and when we do that, uh, all of our energy goes to 
uh, goes to keeping us safe. And so what happens is all of the, the blood and all of the energy uh, flushes out of the out of the brain and just go straight into the limbs so that we can literally uh, fight or flight. <laughs> so, and, and this is really subtle, right? Like it's, it's actually like, <clears throat> it's interesting because as a society, you know, we kind of live in this low level. A lot of us live in this low level um, state of, of, um, of stress and it's become the new norm. And so the stats are like 80% of the workforce is, is suffering from stress-related symptoms that manifest in the physical, in the physical body. And so when that happens, the first thing you want to do is become aware and becoming aware means to recognize that you're actually having this stressful moment and tuning into what's going on in the body. So my shoulders are up, mm-hmm. you know, my, my, my head is starting to feel some pressure. You know, I can't feel the bottoms of my feet, you know, like that physical sensation of being connected to the earth is gone. Um, and, you know, maybe you're sweating or whatever, and you're, you're, you can't make proper decisions. So becoming aware of all of that. And then from there, B is breathe. And, mm-hmm. you know, the body will naturally breathe on its own, which is a beautiful thing. But when we can, uh, I want to say control, but that's not really what I mean. But when we can. In tune with the breath. When we can be in tune with the breath mm-hmm. and show it how we want it to operate, mm-hmm. it's so powerful. And so just taking like one, two or three deep breaths will help oxygenate the body. Yes. Okay. So you're going to send oxygen back up into the brain so that you can start making better decisions. And, um, you know, the, 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 the blood that was flowing to the limbs, um, to help you in that fight or flight is going back into the organs. It's going back and stimulating the whole system and bringing us back into a balance. So bringing the nervous system back into balance is what happens when you breathe. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important, um, to breathe into the belly because oftentimes we're just shallow breathing into the upper chest. And so in those stressful situations, you want to take deep belly breaths. And um, I know from experience as a, a yoga and meditation teacher that it can be, it can be challenging for people, right? To, to actually allow, you know, their chest and their abdomen to expand, right? And again, this is all like society's conditioning yes. where, you know, like we need flat, we need a flat tummy. Like I can't allow my belly to hang out, but you know what? Um, you're going to be way ahead of everybody else if you're yeah. comfortable with this, right? And yeah. So get comfortable with that feeling of expansion and contraction in the belly. And in well, the I mean, breathing in the belly <laughs> brings about balance. Yeah, totally. Three Bs, right? Yeah, totally. And so, so when we come into, when we come into our bodies again, we connect with the breath. Um, the 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 nervous system and the brain start to come into harmony again and then from there c the abc of mindfulness number c or letter c is choice and then from there we can make um a choice about what we're going to do next and it's it's a better decision because of all those things i just talked about right so you're aware you're more relaxed you're in tuned and you can make a better decision than you could have um three minutes ago when you were Panicking. Panicking. Yeah. So it's either a panic choice, you know, or, or it's a centered choice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what it was, I did this, um, I did this little course at the high school here in the local high school and there were some grade eights 
in my group and and I asked them, I said, so when you're stressed out, when you're anxious, how is your decision-making process? And they were like, it's not good. Like they, mm. <laughs> they know, right? So we know that it's not a good place to be in to make decisions. And so when we breathe, we have choice. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I don't care whether you're a leader or, or where you are, you know, this is a fa fantastic thing to even use in anger management because, you know, when, when we feel threatened, you know, we're going to tense up, ready for the fight. You know, our breath shortens and the choices we make are knee-jerk. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of being mindful, oh, oh, the body's in defense here, kind of relax, relax. Take some breaths, get back centered. Oh, I can make a better choice now and not react to what's just happened. So whether it's in business or whether just in life, it's just three very beautiful, simple tips on, on mindfulness that you can do literally within a couple of minutes. Yeah, for sure. You can do it in a couple of minutes. I don't, you can do it while you're driving, but you, um, yeah. Sometimes so you want to close your eyes, so be careful. You if don't want to close your eyes while you're driving. That's the only caveat I have. So yeah, but basically you can just, you know, take a bathroom break. Just say, you know what, I need to, I need to mm -hmm. step out of the room and just go to the bathroom and do this for yourself or into your office or whatever you need to do or go step outside and take a walk down the block or around the yeah. block. And that's, I think that's where as a leader in a, in a business, if you see somebody needing to do that, whoa, 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 where are you? You're not at your desk. No. If that's what they're needing in order to process the work they're doing, then you need to allow them that because that's their process. And then when they come back, something that's been bothering them that they haven't been able to get a clear vision on, suddenly they can see it more clearly because they're not getting tensed up about it. So if you're seeing your team do that, it, it isn't about, well, where are they now? I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes they might be taking advantage. Yes, you've got to be mindful of that too. But, you know, it's, people use a smoke break as an excuse, which we prefer that they go and do a meditative uh, break rather than a smoke break, right? Yeah. And I think actually if people actually did step into just the ABCs, or I'm aware I'm tensing up here, I'm getting stressed, normally I would take a cigarette. But instead, I'm just going to take a few minutes and I'm going to do some breathing. I'm going to, you know, breathe into the belly and, and you know, balance myself out. And I'm going to come back and make a choice that's better, better for me. And I think that would help a lot of people that are using smoking for a stress factor as well. Yeah, definitely. It's like, so, you know, one thing this year, going into a new year, like, what's one thing you can do differently, right? Yes. That benefits you because then you benefit everything else you do. Yeah. And it can just be one thing. So um, there's something there that you said and it brought to mind the story of Einstein where <clears throat> he was trying to solve this mathematical or scientific problem. Right. And, you know, you can imagine him in his, in his uh, office or his, his studio or whatever, you know, working away, apparently like he, you know, just went at it for hours, but he apparently would go, um, row his boat on the lake and then mm -hmm. just sit in the middle of the lake and you know his greatest insights uh, apparently were doing that you know just sitting in the middle of the lake looking at nature and clearing the mind and then there was another article i read where he was just playing some musical instrument or something yes. and then the, ins the the formula or the you know yeah. the insight hit him right and so taking ourselves out of yeah. whatever that situation is um and it could be a creative process. Like you, you could be having fun, right? Like it could yeah. be a positive thing, but for some reason there's a block, right? Like there's just this, like, we're not getting anywhere and mm -hmm. recognizing that, right. Having an awareness around that, like 
you know what, we need a break here and just go and find some <clears throat> inspiration from somewhere else so that you can come back with, you know, that renewed vigor, that right. um, renewed energy. And so that's really important. Mm. Well, you know, water, of course, is a conduit. It's a conduit for energy. You know, I find when I'm near water or near trees, you know, I find that it's, it's a wonderful tapping into your energy and just evening you out. And of course, music in the frequency, it raises your own frequency and it takes you into a more harmonic state mm -hmm. of being. That's where clarity to come in. And, you know, another thing that I find a lot of young people are doing is game boarding. You know, it's let's get a game out and just let's play a game and everybody's into the game. So they're de-stressing, but at the same time, they're, you know, they're igniting their mind right? They're getting stimulated and a lot of creativity can come out of that. So I think as a leader, you've got to be very, very creative, you know, on, on how you conduct your team and recognizing what particular techniques will help. Mm -hmm. um, and that it's not going to be one size fits all, but it wouldn't it be great mm -hmm. if, if the start of the day, as people come in, before you sit at your desk, half asleep with your coffee, how about everybody stand up? All right, let's be aware of where we are. Let's everybody take a deep breath on this day. I'm going to be, you know, uh, I'm in my belly. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling balanced. And now the choices that I make will be you know, clear in front of me. I mean, it's a wonderful way to start the day in any business. I think it's great. And it just brings a grounding quality into the day, right? So, yes. So much of our energy is spent like, you know, outside of ourselves, right? So mm. we're so externally oriented in, in this world, in this society. <laughs> it's great to turn that in inward and you know just ground literally through the feet um and uh you know if you're if you're able to take your shoes off at work i highly recommend it mm -hmm. if you work in an office you know just take your shoes off and just really feel the earth between your between your toes be uh, beneath your feet and uh you know connecting with that sensation at the bottom of the feet it's going to really just bring some calm into mm -hmm. your world and it's very beneficial now let's talk about your meditation techniques. Um, you teach yoga. Um, there's a lot of myths about meditation. I'm not a person who does traditional meditation. Uh, for one, if I got down on the floor, it needed a crane to get me back up again. Um, you know, I'm very much out in the nature, you know, the wind, the trees, the everything else. But, you know, meditation is very, very beneficial if you can get into it because it's, again, it's another way of centering yourself, isn't it? Of calming down, releasing and tuning in. But what is Nidra, um, yoga Nidra, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right, meditation? Yeah, yoga nidra is a it, nidra means sleep, and so ah. <clears throat> yeah, and so <laughs> yoga nidra is a sleep-based meditation where we remain consciously awake, and so it's a guided meditation that you receive energetically from a lying down position. And so one of those myths, and you pointed it out uh, wonderfully, Sarah, is that you know people think that you have to be like sitting in this perfect posture <laughs> on the floor in lotus, right? And that's not that's not true, and so. You can be meditating almost anywhere. And so with meditation, you know, I, 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 my goal is to remove barriers for people because meditation is actually a natural state for all of us. It comes, mm -hmm. it comes with the, the, the download, right? Like it's yes. already in there. And so I kind of liken it to when you get a new computer or you get a new smartphone, um, it comes preloaded with all this all these apps and all these programs and 
you know, like how many of us actually use all of those, mm -hmm. right? We probably only use a small percentage of those. And so meditation, being in a meditative state, being able to be contemplative um, in, in, a, in a focused way, it's already pre-programmed in here. And, and, but, but the reality is, is that we don't teach, we don't teach how to t tune into that. And so, so that's, that's what uh, my mission is, is to remove all those barriers and allow people to recognize that it's actually part of our makeup to be this way. And so um, there was something you mentioned a moment ago uh trees yeah. nature water <laughs> yeah exactly and that's the other thing so when i'm coaching someone in their meditation uh lifestyle bringing meditation into their lifestyle uh it, it's about making it work for them right mm. so how can we like what's the best time of day mm -hmm. you know, for some people it's right away in the morning as soon as they wake up even before they get out of bed for other people, it's um, at two o'clock in the afternoon where we kind of, you know, we have that little dip in the day where we're all kind of like, oh, just a couple mm -hmm. more hours, right? And so there's a choice. You can go have a coffee, another coffee, or you can take a few moments and meditate. Or for some people, meditating when they get home before dinner or after dinner or right before bed as they're falling asleep. And so uh, helping people find what works best for them. And <clears throat> so... While there are ideal times, uh, you want to find a time that works best for you so that it becomes a habit, right? Yes. And so that it's easy, you know, it's not a struggle. And um, so, <coughs> excuse me, those are a couple of the, <laughs> the myths out there. Excuse me. Take a breath. Yeah, we've both got coughs right now. It's that time of year, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, all the windows are closed and the heat is on. So. Yes. Yeah. So just just recognizing that, it's it's already in us it's easy to do once you know how and uh just finding the right time and the place for you and it's kind of like being still isn't it you know for me i'm a i'm a cosmic person you know i'm not so much grounded as i'm up in the universe and you know i will go to bed and i will not sleep for the couple of hours because i'm floating mm. you know i'm lying there the body's relaxed but my whatever in there either the day or other thoughts or other things that are just flowing you know in and out of me now and again i catch one and i look at it or just let it all flow and you know that can go over a couple of hours i call it my twilight zone <laughs> you know it's um sometimes i can become too intrigued with it and it can keep me awake <laughs> that's the dangers of it but you know sometimes it's just literally kind of the downloading of what needs to be had or the releasing of what has been but mm -hmm. I'm relaxed and, and they, I'm allowing the, the brain and the thoughts and everything else just to do its thing. I can't hit the pillow and go to sleep. I'm not one of those kind of people. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's that night, you know, where, where is it going? Just simply allowing. And it's like kind of that floating through it um, and um, just letting be what will be. Yeah. And, and I, I want to ask you a question about that. Um... So even though you're, you're in bed at your, you know, your scheduled time, I'm assuming, and then you're in this state for a couple hours, like, do you find that you still wake up feeling refreshed and, and, uh, and ready for the day, even though you're not asleep for those first couple well, hours? Well, unfortunately, I have a fibromyalgia, which uh, um, fatigue is the number one nemesis because you never recharge your battery. Mm. So, you know, I could sleep for 10 hours and still wake up tired. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, so in my case, 
um, no, you know, I'm ne I never wake up feeling, yay, refresh, let's face the day because my battery never fully recharges. Mm. But I do find um, even if I did hit the sack straight away and went straight to sleep, somewhere in the night I would wake up and do that process. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost kind of something that my, my, my cosmic mind needs to do mm -hmm. in order for me to get. And I've got a Fitbit now that measures my sleep. And it's interesting to watch when I go into a deep sleep. Mm -hmm. And I never go into a deep sleep early. doesn't matter if I went to bed early. It's always something that happens at certain times of the night. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm getting a few hours of the deep sleep. Uh, for normal people, this would be, oh, God, good sleep. But unfortunately, just along with this, it's, um, you know, you're never charged up. But mm -hmm. there, there's good nights and bad nights. Um, but I do find it's interesting. If I went straight to sleep, I would still wake up at a certain period and go into that zone. So yeah. I may as well go into the zone early so I can get into a more frequent sleep later. Yeah. And so that's, that's a great awareness, right? Just mm -hmm. I have the same thing. Like I wake up at, in the middle of the night at 3, 3 a.m. It doesn't matter. And mm -hmm. I just wake up. And like you, I just get these yep. information downloads, right? Like energy is flowing. Mm -hmm. And like you, I'm totally relaxed. Um, and at ease. And uh, what's interesting about this state is that it's a creative state, it's a flow state. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing, what you've mentioned, is that we're witnessing, right? So we're yes. not attaching, although sometimes we can like, oh, that's... that's yeah. <laughs> we're not participating, we're viewing, yes. <clears throat> yeah. And so taking that witness, um, that witness mind stand, where we're just allowing everything to flow through, and rather than attaching to it all, and yeah, it's, that's, that's kind of, that's part of the meditation, you know, the process mm. of meditation is being able to allow the thoughts that arise to flow through and being able to witness them without attachment or judgment. It would so be what, nice if we could record them though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some of them are so juicy. I want to remember that in the morning and you don't. <laughs> You know what? The thing is, it's, it's in there somewhere. And so, it's not in the conscious, in the subconscious somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. And if, if you need it, it's accessible, right? And yes. so going into that meditative state again, yeah. um, you, you can tap into that. And so... Now, again, that goes back to the allowing, doesn't it? You know, mm -hmm. it's a, it was a big lesson for me to learn allowing. I mean, I didn't realize that the things I was doing was already my cosmic self in that zone because my human self was always fighting against it you know no but I should be doing this and I should be doing that and mm -hmm. um, my other self said no no this is this is what I'm going to do <laughs> so we had a fight for a long time before I, I allowed myself to emerge with that that cosmic self and just follow that and when when you step out of self and allow you know, and, and maybe your head is just too busy to meditate. You know, it's going on. The problem is going on. You know, for me, watch a movie, read a book, remove yourself from your own mind. Mm -hmm. And then when you come back, you can see more clearly. Now you can get into that breathing. You can get into that meditative state. But don't try and do it if you're in a complete turmoil, right? Yeah. Because you, you can't. Your, your thoughts are just going like crazy. So for me, it's easier to just go and watch something, come back with a clearer head. I've emptied that out. Now I can see things more clearly. Yeah. And usually when people do that, they do some kind of relaxation. So there's traditional ways of, yeah. of refocusing our attention. Um, and that can be like chanting. It can be, um, you know, candle gazing. It can be 
uh, just refocusing the attention on uh, a mantra, like your own personal mantra. So mm -hmm. there's way, <coughs> excuse me, ways of doing that. But in, in the humanness of it, like you were saying, in, mm -hmm. in society, in modern society, like we watch TV, we go to the movies, you know, we go to the gym or whatever. And so those are all refocusing techniques, right? And, yes. And that's a beautiful thing because oftentimes, like my kids will come home from school and, you know, they, they just want to, they just want to chill, right? Mm -hmm. They just mm -hmm. want to do something don't to talk to me about homework i've just come from school yes <laughs> yeah they want to do something to take their mind out of the day yeah. and and then refocus their energy for what they have to do next and their schedule is not necessarily my schedule mm. and so you know there's i think we talked about letting go and so yep. letting go of that control right of yes. wanting to control of the 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 mind wanting to always be in control and allowing the energy to flow and People's intentions, you know, like a person who smokes, their intention behind that, the intention behind that, whether it's conscious or not, is that they're trying to relax. Yeah. Or, you know, when we come home and we have a couple glasses of wine mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, you know, the intention there is, uh, it may be about the wine, you may, you may really love wine, mm -hmm. but the intention generally is that we're, we're trying to relax. So there's a positive intention behind every action and so when we're in tune with that when we're aware of that it allows us to view life in a different way and so we can begin to let go as you were saying and and just be um with that and and then again coming back to choices right making better choices for ourselves don't you find Perhaps. that you know when you look to the olden days everybody was a lot more physical you know, they walk places uh, and, you know, a lot of it was either farmland or the way we cleaned things. I mean, we were much more physically interactive in things. Uh, and so kind of by spending our body, you know, our mind could be more relaxed. You know, now we have so many people, I mean, case in point here, this is my office. I'm here eight hours a day and I have to make a point. I'm going to have to go for a walk or today I'm not going to do anything. It's my walking, getting out time, clearing my head. And, but it's, it's harder because we're not, generating the body you know which what it is designed to do and mm -hmm. so that also can kind of back up the mind because we're not releasing mm -hmm. yeah i mean physical anytime and we know this right yes we know this we <laughs> experience it ourselves because when we're tense we're upset or whatever if we can go out, <coughs> go for a walk get some fresh air right like that term let's we'll go and get some fresh air it does the body wonders, right? So moving yeah. the body, getting the energy flowing again, uh, because when you're when you're in a stressful situation, your energy is stuck, right? Like yes. you're, you know, like like we were talking about earlier, you're in a you're in a fight or flight, and there's only one um, there's only one job when you're doing that, and so we got to get ourselves out of that, right? right? And so being physical is a great way to do that: going for a walk, going in nature, going for a swim, or going to the gym you know, whatever it's going to be and, or playing an instrument and just getting yeah. the energy moving. Right. So that, we and, that's, can... and you can incorporate the ABCs in that. Oh, you, totally. Where you press that, what are you going to do? Pick up an instrument, go for a walk, do whatever you need to do. You have to be then conscious of your breathing while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of walking and breathing is actually really good because you can tune it in with your steps. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, okay, I'm feeling clearer now. I can make a better choice about what I need to do next. So, you know, it's not like I need to take the time out to do this, then go and do that. Well, you're telling me all these things. You can incorporate them. <laughs> you can incorporate them and do them all at the same time. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it, right? Like that's what's being in alignment, right? So mm. you're bringing your mind, your body, and, 
um, you know, the energy body into alignment, right? And so when you can get efficient at that, then you're like ticking off all kinds of boxes at once, right? Yes. So, I mean, like I go to the gym, I go to the gym twice a week and uh, I do yoga a couple times a week and I, I do Aikido, which is a Japanese martial art. And, and so when I'm at the gym, it's interesting because I look around and it's non-judgmental. I mean, it used to be a judgment, but mm. these days I'm just like, oh, isn't that curious? But people are on their phones or at our gym, they have little screens where people are watching TV. And I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, it's so interesting to me that we go to the gym to accomplish, you know, this physical mm. goal, but we're so distracted yes. <laughs> while we're in the gym, right? Yes. And, and how amazing it would be if we could just focus on the breath come into the present moment and um, really just tune into what's happening in the physical body as, um, as we're at the gym, you know, then, then you really know what's happening with your body and the mind. Um, when, when we're tuned in that way, the mind has a chance to like, we can set the side, the mind aside for a little yes. while and, and just, just be in the sensation of, for example, being at the gym. So it's, um, it's a curious thing uh, that we do when well, we distract ourselves, right? When there's like a huge opportunity. Oh, totally. And that's the problem. We, we need to unplug, you know, we need to unstimulate. You know, very often, you know, I'm, I want to be doing a show and I'm editing and I forget, I've still got the headphones on <laughs> and I'm just kind of zoned in what I'm doing and I'm doing it so automatically, you know, that it's, I realize that part of me is off there floating somewhere. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I know I need a music day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm feeling a little out of sync and I'm just, headphones are on, I'm playing music and I'm working and I'm not even aware I'm working mm -hmm. because the music's recentering me and I'm just being able to then do, mm -hmm. right? But it's, um, for me, I live in Victoria, which I'm sure you know, and it's, I, I can walk into the city and walk along to the waterfront and it's very windy here and I like wind because I always feel it blows the cobwebs away from you. And it's that chance to just be aware of what your surroundings are. Mm -hmm. Say hello to people as you cross them in the street. I'll go and treat myself to a cup of tea somewhere and generally there's always somebody to talk to. And it's, you know, then be invitational. But I think we're so plugged in all the time and we're so overstimulated. Mm -hmm. And I think we see that in our kids so much. And one of the things I think they're losing the art of is the art of play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were talking about board games earlier and yeah. how kids are getting back to that. And it's that connection, right? Like yes. that, the humanness of it. Um, we, we still, we need that, right? Like, yeah. You, it, you know, this is great. Like this, this tool that we're using, this business tool that we're yes. using, this communication tool is amazing, right? Like computers are amazing. And when they work properly, they're amazing. But the thing is, is that I personally like to view it as a tool. It's not a way of life, but it's a tool that enhances my life. And so, you know, the more time I can spend away from the computer, the less time that I have to, less time I spend yes. looking at my phone, the happier I am. Right. And yep. Uh, we need that. And uh, there was something interesting you said there about, you know, just putting on your headphones and mm. being in the flow. And mm. so when we're in a flow state, things are just happening, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a very stimulating state where we can just totally be in the present moment. And this is what meditation is about, is right. being in the present moment. So most of us live in the past and we're always contemplating, dreaming about the future and rarely are we actually in the present moment. And so when we're in a flow state, 
uh, we're in a present moment and, you know, everything else just falls away. And so it's kind of like um, if you've been to a concert or you've been to, uh, like for me, I like ballet, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when, you've, when you're at a, a recital and you just see that the dancer and the music and the steps are, you know, you can tell when a person is like trying to do it, but then there's that certain quality where you can just see that someone is like just totally into it. Right. They're and not doing it. They're being it. They're totally being it. Yeah. Right. The dance and the dancer have become one. And, um, that's a beautiful state to be in. Like it, it's, it's very relaxing. It's stimulating at the same time. And there's a lot to be said for, uh, allowing, <laughs> allowing yourself to, to be, to giving yourself time you know, away from the screen where you can just be in that flow state. And it could just be, you know, walking in the forest and being yeah. in tune with, with the nature, right? Or even like you said, Sarah, you know, walking down the street and saying hello to people. Like yeah. you can be in flow in that, right? And right. it's such a beautiful thing because then you're connecting to people, yeah. right? And you're hearing the birds and you're seeing the boats and, you know, I, I know. Victoria the trees are chatting to you, yes. Yeah, well, you know, the so gift beautiful. of the present is in the now, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, you know, we forget to live in the now. As you said, we're so busy planning tomorrow and, and, oh God, carrying the heavy weight of yesterday. Well, you know, if, if we take care of the now, we're not carrying any heavy weight over into tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? So the now is all you've got because the present is the gift. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to go into the next step and the next step and the next day and the next day with that beautiful gift all the time. You know, mm -hmm. it's, I, I, the, I recently went to go and see cats, which of course is getting a terrible rap. Oh. <laughs> um, lots of jokes on it. Now I saw this as a play back in the seventies in, in England. And um, I, I think there was a performance, a movie or something of it some years ago. The music is absolutely sensational and there's a lot of criticism on it. There's only one particular scene I didn't particularly like, but the thing is, I think it's rather like, like when Moulin Rouge came out, people either loved it or hated it. Now, because I love dance, because I love music, because I love storytelling, and because I love people facing adversity and triumphing, I loved the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if you're a person who loves war movies, you're not going to love cats. <laughs> and, you know, I think this is something that we need to look at in life is that we love to paint everything with one brush. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, we've got to understand that we're, you know, I'm a true colors coach. So there's four key perspectives, four key personality traits. And we're each one of them going to love something more than the other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, honor what you like, what works for you. If it doesn't work for the hubby or anybody else, or, you know, they're doing this and you're doing that and they're looking at you strange. I don't care what works for you you must honor you and we get so caught up in it oh, i've got to try and do that pretzel like they're doing and you're just not designed for it right yeah yeah it's our preferences right like mm -hmm. i i like this i don't like that and when we're you know from a, a yoga meditation standpoint we're in duality then right we're like yes i'm i'm pushing away from here and i'm gravitating over there which puts us in a dual state of duality and so becoming neutral through meditation allows us <clears throat> to come into the center where okay yeah like i prefer you know blue over purple or whatever mm -hmm. but you know just because there's purple out there in the world and someone else likes purple a lot it doesn't it doesn't mean that um it doesn't change anything inside of me right no. and so 
<clears throat> what happens is we allow other people to change how we feel about blue or purple. And, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me, through, um, through meditation, we begin to recognize the letting go of that and coming into unity and just recognizing that, you know, it all exists in, in, in perfect harmony. And it doesn't really matter if it's blue or, or right. purple, you can choose one or the other. Um, but it doesn't mean anything about me. And it doesn't mean anything about you that you've chosen differently about me. And so right. we attach to that, right? We get so caught up in all that. It's, and, it's the same thing with the color of our skin or ethnicity. Strip exactly. all of that away. We, we're all got the same organs. <laughs> and, you know, ultimately, we're all trying to do the same thing. You know, yeah. raise a family, find love, be love, have security, be able to get out there and truly immerse ourselves in life. And, you know, my mantra for this year and every year, there's a, there's a, a, a focus that I have. And, and for, for me this year, I and mean, everybody is, what are you doing to participate in the world? Mm. What are you doing to contribute? And if you, first and foremost, you must do for yourself and it's kindness. You know, be kind to yourself. Learn to, to be aware of those three things. You know, learn to meditate in a way that suits you. Um, look after yourself so that you then can contribute to your community. And we're so busy pointing the fingers at everyone else. And we realize the fingers, as you're pointing, one, three are pointing back at you. You know, you are responsible for you. Mm -hmm. So you need to take the time to get to know you and what works for you. Honor you. Be the best you can be because that's when you can contribute the most to everyone else. Yeah. And I mean, um, I think it was Gandhi who said, you know, when you change the world, the world changes along with you. Right. And mm -hmm. so we want, we want everybody to change like, Oh, I wish my husband would change. My kids would change. You know, why can't they just, you know, blah. Yeah. And, but the reality is, is that we have to take a look at ourselves. And um, you know, one thing that's really important that I like to, share is that we can have all this knowledge of all of this right like mm -hmm. it's accessible to everybody now right yes. so there's no lack of knowledge out there and yet the world is still in still struggle on, still and, a little on the dumb side yes <laughs> yeah and so the what's really important here is that there's an experience created um in life and so i can i can tell you uh, over and over again that you should try meditation but until you know for yourself until you experience it for yourself until you are willing uh, to participate <laughs> willing to participate for a period of time because it takes practice right yes. and that's the other thing is that people give it way too soon yes um, you know we want instant results these mm -hmm. days and that is just not a reality we're not uh, we don't you know nothing is a downloadable app is it you know we you know you've got to be willing to go through the process and just like if you're taking a new nutrition it mm -hmm. takes three months for it to integrate into your body yeah. Right. So you've got to at least give three months to everything that you do mm -hmm. and commit to it. Right. I suggest even longer. Like I, I suggest like 18 months to three years, honestly. Mm -hmm. So um, because results, um, you know, like true results for change, like for transformation. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, you can begin to have results all along the way. But, you know, it, it takes time for it to stick. And, you know, we 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 kind of we we put too much on ourselves in the short term. Yes. We expect too much of ourselves in the short term and we expect the same of others. It just messes it, messes us up. And then we yeah, don't. Why, why isn't it working? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why haven't I changed yet? Yeah. And then we don't give enough attention to the yeah. long-term, mm. the long-term benefits, the long-term effects of whatever it is that we're doing. 
and uh, meditation is one of those and breathing in particular, like, um, you know, you can change your life with, by changing yeah. your breath and, uh, but the, and you can do that in, you know, in just a few moments, a few minutes, but you know, the accumulative effect of uh, doing a regular uh, breathing routine has enormous changes down the way. And uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And, and you won't know until you try, right? Like, right. I, I, again, like we can tell everybody, you know, oh, it's going to change your life, but you don't know until you try. So I like to encourage people that while we have the knowledge, we also need the experience. And so right. get out there and experience it and, you know, dedicate the time to it and recognize that it's a process and that, you know, you have to, you have to be willing to you have to be willing to invest in your right. Oh right? God. Yes. Yes. You know, if, if you look at a singer or a dancer or a sports person, they have to learn to manage their breath. I, mm -hmm. I interviewed yesterday, somebody who used to be a parachuter and he, he, he um, is a, um, an instructor now. And, and it's, you know, it's all about, you know, teaching people how to breathe to get the maximization out of whatever they're doing. And I'm an asthmatic. So breath is very important to me. I know what it's like to go without breath and it's rather scary. Um, and it's being mindful of your breath. I think it's also take a breath. We say to people, you know, it's very important. Those three deep breaths and how it literally makes you sit up better you know, posture centers your chakras, you know, as you say, into the belly, let the belly expand. Uh, all of your body's getting that oxygen. Yes, you're, you're clearer thinking, but your body's going to thank you for it. Mm -hmm. And then everything about you can relax more now. So we take breath for granted. And mm -hmm. I think if we just understand it, it's not just there as an in and out to keep us going. It's an in itself as an incredible tool to maximize oh. what we can do. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of work with um, local fire department. It's all volunteers here, except for the chief. And uh, I live in a small town on the West coast of Canada. And, um, you know, with volunteers, we love our volunteers. Um, but, you know, having the breath power to sustain mm. uh, a call out to someone's house when you're carrying, first, you've got the suit on. Right? Yes, which is heavy enough. And then you've got your oxygen tanks and your mask and just being able to manage all of that. Um, you know, so how much, how it really comes to light in situations like that where, you know, you can see, literally you can see the difference in the amount of oxygen that one firefighter will use over another based on their ability to breathe right? Right. and their ability to manage breath. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it's, it's very interesting. And, and until, um, so this is the other thing. It's like we wait until the very last moment to take any action, right? Yes. We wait for something drastic to happen to take action. But what if? Um, Prevention instead of cure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and these are, old adages. Right? Yeah, these, these are old adages, right? But yeah. they're true. And, yes. you know, so how, you know, anyway, so what's one small thing that you can do this year that will... Well, I think, I think well, three things you can do. I mean, what you give us isn't rocket science. It's common sense. But we, we're so, we've become so complex with high technology and systems and this and that. We forget about the simple things that have been there since the beginning of time that we all have access to that simply we have to be mindful of. And so why are we overcomplicating things so much? 
You know, you know it's that's the perfect point because I look at all the apps, all the breathing apps and all the yeah. meditation and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like for me, it's overkill and yeah. you know, it's useful to get started, but after a while, you're not going to need any of that stuff. After a while, if you have learned the proper techniques from, um, from, uh, you know, an authentic teacher who uh, knows the traditional scientific way of meditating, none of that stuff is, is necessary mm -hmm. to to be mindful and to um, tap into the power of meditation. So in the beginning, yes, it may be helpful, but it, 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 I'll use my mom's term, it boggles the mind um, <laughs> how much is out there, how much technology, and, and yeah. again, it all focuses on, on the phone, right? And um, like you said, these are, these are techniques that have been around for, um, for ages, since the beginning of time. And, you know, just being able to tap into them. It's so simple and straightforward and we overcomplicate things so much and we put so much time and attention into, you know, wanting to know what the end result is going to be. So we have an idea of what the end result is going to be, but we want to control it all the way along the way. And we don't. Oh, we want to fast shoot to the end. Yeah. And, again, and, and that's, that's like fast shooting to the, to the end of your chapter. You know, your book of life is made of many chapters and each chapter is, is a, a stage for the next chapter. Mm -hmm. Why are you trying to hurry to the end? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so my teacher's teacher. So when he was a teenager in India, um, he was 16 years old and he came across this, you know, this, this, called him the guru, right? And the guru said, come into my, come see me tomorrow um, in my office upstairs. And uh, so he went up. And he said, okay, I'm, I'm going to take you as a student, but for the next um, nine months, all you're going to do is this one breathing technique. And so as part of the initiation, all, all my teacher's teacher in Florida, all he did for nine months um, when he first started out in yoga and meditation is he just breathed. Mm -hmm. This is all breathing. And, um, you know, and there, you know, think about it, right? Like, yeah. When my kids were born, my kids are teenagers now, we didn't have smartphones. No. You know, and this was, this was only like 10, 15 years ago, right? Yes. Like, and we didn't have any of that. And, you know, that's what I'm getting at is that it's in us to be able to do this. It's simple and straightforward when we allow it to be. And when you have, um, you know, whether it's me or someone else, when you have a teacher who's guiding you all along the way, it just makes it so much easier and it's it so keeps simple. you on point too right it's, yeah right. and keeps so you focused and it's that experience and what what being with a teacher does is it's that shared experience of like hey you know what i'm like i'm feeling this i'm noticing that and you know you can so so what what's really interesting is that all of this is verifiable by anyone mm -hmm. and so you know, being able to verify this with your own experience yeah. um, is the key. And then, you know, right. And then there's right. no more questioning. There's no more like, Hmm, I wonder if, right. It's yes. just, you just know. And it's, it's, I'm, but, but it's also having somebody that's got your interest at heart, you know, like your cheerleader, somebody that's got your back, you know, somebody that's going to keep you on track or, you know, if you face an obstacle is going to help you you know, mm -hmm. overcome it and, and somebody that's going to kind of egg you on. And we, it's not like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> you know, it's because not many people respond to that. You know, it's um, a lot of the techniques out there and many things is to make you feel guilty if you don't do it. 
Mm. And that's the worst thing you can do because that sets everybody completely back. They're so riddled with the guilt that they end up stopping altogether, right? Yeah. So it's the encouragement. Okay, you know, you're having trouble with breathing. Let's get back into sync. Mm-hmm. You know, you're having trouble in being aware. Okay, let's, how can we tune into those triggers that mm-hmm. can make you be aware of the awareness? You know, and it's, you know, because how many people are not aware that they're oh. in stress zone? Yeah, yeah. And even for people who are aware, things like a vacation will pop up and it's just like, okay, now how am I going to eat my proper food diet and get my exercise and do my meditation while I'm on vacation with my family and my kids, right? Like, like those are, those are legitimate obstacles that come up. And so how are you going to manage all that, right? Like, how are you going to keep that, that routine for yourself so that you remain centered, you remain in alignment with, you know, and so you're, you just you're, you're performing at, you know, your peak. So yeah. that you're the best person you can be in life. Right. And I think it's perfectly okay for the, to tell the boss uh, or to tell your, your team or to tell your children or to tell your husband, I'm taking a moment. Mm-hmm. This is my moment. Don't disturb me. I need this moment. And it's to recognize if she has her moment, she's going to come back more relaxed. If we insist and she doesn't take that moment, fireworks are going to happen. So yeah. <laughs> which do you want? <laughs> well, it's being in flow, right? Yes. It's being in the natural state of things and recognizing in that present moment, what is the most important thing in that present moment? And it could be that you need a break. And let's, you know, let's face it, the, the people that, you know, may have a half hour or an hour commute home, you know, sometimes, yes, you, if, if you're meditating, you need to close your eyes. No, don't do it. But if you can do it with your eyes open, this is a great time to go through your three steps before you get home. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to take home your angst. You don't want to take home the burdens of the day or the stresses. You, this is your life you're going home to, right? That's your work. You're going home to your life and you want to go and really integrate and participate in what's going on there and not bring home with you. And, yeah. and if you do go home and you still haven't managed to de-stress, just say, okay, you know, um, this is really heavy on my shoulders today. I need to take more time out. Yeah. And, and be honest and be open and, and unapologetic that you need to take these moments because if you don't, you're paying the price. We know that a great deal of disease today is the dis-ease in mm-hmm. which people find themselves. And so stress is a killer. And, you know, brings on anxiety, brings on depression, brings on all the other diseases, you know, cancer is an 80% disease, um, mind disease. And the thing is, we've got to actually understand that we can prevent a great deal of this. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, a motivational speaker I know, and I've interviewed him, he's wonderful. He's out there all the time, really doing wonderful things. He's just found out he has cancer. Mm. I have no doubt he's, he's, he's going to get through it. And it's going to be another lesson for him, another part of his journey. Um, so people think that once you're there and you're centered and you've got it all, that nothing's ever going to happen to you. <laughs> you still get things happen to you, but you're more equipped to deal with them, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, it just, you raise the ceiling on life, right? And so, yes. you know, to, <laughs> um, your problems and your, your, your uh you know, the good things in life just keep getting bigger and bigger, right? And so yes. I said to my gratitude (laughs) one of my meditation teachers i'm like i don't know if i can handle all this energy like there's so much energy and it was like literally like in this meditative state it was just like literally blowing out the top of my head Mm -hmm. and so maybe some of you out there know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. it's the kundalini um shakti flowing through and i said i don't know what to do with it and she says well it's kind of like you have um 
uh, I'll use Ferrari. I don't know, yeah. you know, a really fast engine, right? And then you're still driving your VW Bug. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. And so she says, you, you have to grow your container. You have to grow mm. your capacity to handle this energy. So here I was, <clears throat> all this amazing energy was like flowing out of me. I didn't know what to do with it. And I was trying to like bring it back in. I'm like, I need that back, right? And so I was grasping, you know, I was attached yeah. to that. But instead, oh, I can just grow my container and yes. Yes. just be with that in a natural way. And so, so, you know, as we become more aware, yeah, things are going to get bigger. Things are going to get stronger. Mm -hmm. Things are going to be amplified. You know, there's going to be, you're going to feel right? Like you're actually going to feel life and it can be scary because we're taught not, we're, we're taught not to feel yeah. um, oftentimes. And so, you know, how can you grow your capacity to be at ease with all of that, you know? And, uh, and we're meant to raise that energy. That energy out there is what's feeding other people. And yeah. when we literally raise our own hurts, our own vibration, we resonate at what I call the love vibration. Yeah. Uh, and it is one that, that sends out goodwill and loving frequency out to other people. And the bigger it is, the more people it will reach. And people will feel it and they have no idea it's coming from you or where it's coming from, but it just hits somebody when they open up their channel when they're aware that they need it and they open up that channel to love, how that love then starts seeping into them from nowhere. So all of that energy, I would love everybody to step into their energy because we need to raise our frequency. You know, we've, we've been down in this frequency for so long where it's hate and war and disagreement and, and greed and uh, opulence and everything, entitlement. If we don't raise our, our frequency we're going to get stuck in there and completely and utterly destroy ourselves by raising our frequency we are literally feeding not only each other but this planet and we're bringing back an equilibrium that's desperately needed so mm -hmm. keep that energy going yeah that's great beautiful cruise ship worth <laughs> <laughs> sounds good yeah so can people, um, how do people find you? What kind of clients do you serve? Where do you serve them, et cetera? Please share that with us. Uh, the clients I serve are professionals. They're busy. Um, they have clients, they have families, they have, they serve in their community and uh, they need time for themselves. They need to give back to themselves. And so um, you can contact me through my website and I actually have a, um, a retreat coming up at the end of January, a three-day retreat where we dive into uh, some yoga posture flow. We do meditation every day. Uh, we do a little bit of workshopping around how to manage energy, how to, how to, um, so I introduce people how to see your thoughts as energy mm. and recognize that it's <clears throat> something that you can, um, manage yes and so how to manage your energy and we we dive into yoga nidra uh guided meditation and we mentioned a little bit about that last uh, a little while ago is that <coughs> excuse me that sleep-based meditation which is very easy for anybody to do because it's from a lying down position mm -hmm. all you have to do is relax uh and let go and receive um the meditation that i um that i guide you through and so that's coming up at the end of January. That's going to be really fun. And that's here on the West Coast, uh, on the Sunshine Coast, just outside of Vancouver. And uh, I work, uh, otherwise, I work through this medium, which is, I think mm -hmm. we're on Zoom. Right? Yes. And so 
you know, I work one-on-one -on -one with people on Zoom, which is a beautiful way to do it. So I can connect with people all around the world. Share energies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. You know, you can email me or you can text me. Uh, I'm pretty open. Um, so give your site and give your email. You can go to Yoga Nidra. So yoga, N-I-D-R-A, retreat.com. Um, or no, sorry, 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 sorry. It's Bliss Yoga Nidra, blissyoganidra.com. Yeah. And then my website, uh, just my general website is coachaprilria.com. And I'm also on Facebook at that same name and also on LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, lots of ways to get in touch with me. And I'd love to hear from you. And uh, I, you know, I'm open to just touching base with people and seeing where they're at and, you know, just discovering how um, we can work together. And, yeah. It's because uh, there is a synergy of energy, isn't there? You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, this is where I, I do what I do. Again, going back to the four key personalities, you're going to connect with one person over the other, you know, just because you're speaking the same language there or you feel a vibration there that really is a connection right. and you want to have people that are obviously willing to participate because you can't help them unless they do people willing to invest in themselves because you yeah. can't help them unless they're willing to do that so going back to the accountability if we want change we've got to be first the change we seek mm -hmm. so we can bring about change elsewhere and i think this is a very important year 2020 I mean, it's hard to believe we're in our second decade already, you know. Um, yeah. It's unbelievable uh, that we've had two decades already in this millennial. We know there's an awful lot of turmoil in the world, but we also know, because I love the Celtic runes, Haglas, disruption. You can't have clarity without getting rid of the clutter. Yeah. And so a lot of this disruption that's happening in the world, you know, is an invitation for us to step up and say, we don't want this. We want peace. We want unity. We want to look at each other and embrace our differences and not condemn each other for them. And that starts with first ourselves, because if you are actually going to invest in yourself with that kindness, with learning how to breathe, to be aware, that mindfulness, you're going to learn how to love yourself. And that's the love vibration that you project out to other people and share. So it's really, really important. So again, the sites are, there's two of them. So let's give them again blissyoganidra.com and nidra spelled n-i-d-r-a so blissyoganidra.com and then my name so coachaprilria.com excellent reach out folks and again through this medium it doesn't matter where you are in the world if you are connecting vibrationally already and you know it's three simple steps but i know for so many people that sometimes the simplicity is where the difficulty is and, you know, having somebody guide you along the way, helping you along the way helps you get into the rhythm because that's mm. what you want people to get into, into a rhythm where they can't live without it. It becomes part of their daily practice. But initially, you most certainly need people to help you get there, right? Yeah, we all do. Yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get where I am now by I mean, myself, exactly. that's for sure. <laughs> we all need that mentor. We all need somebody that's going to help us along the way and somebody has got a bag and somebody you can turn to and say, oh, my breathing's all out of whack. <laughs> you know, or I just yeah. can't, I'm not being aware or I just, you know, my choices are out of whack because it's not working. And that sometimes is just it, having somebody help you focus back in back into your center right yeah and and one of my my superpower is vision right so i get to see 
what you can't see for yourself. And in right. that, you have choice, you have freedom, all that good stuff. Yes. Yeah, that, that, in, that intuitive knowingness, you know, because you really you're a knowingness uh, coach, you know, the knowingness is, you know, that gut, uh, I know, but I don't know why I know. I call that mm -hmm. the soul speaking to <laughs> us that resonates with the heart, that yeah. speaks to the spirit in action, and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And you're a knowingness teacher for your coaching, and you're going to help people get to the wisdom of their knowledge, not just the knowledge for knowledge's sake. Yeah, it's perfect. Beautiful. Thank you. So we will say goodbye on that note. Right, Thank you Sarah. so much, April. This has been wonderful. And uh, three simple steps. I mean, we want simple because our lives are complex. Um, and, you know, and simple starts unraveling all the complexities. So it mm -hmm. is very, very important. It's not 21 steps. So there's that three easy steps that you incorporate in your life anytime, anywhere. And, uh, you know, with the, the sleeping, the nidra, yoga and everything else and the meditation, just please invest in yourself this year. All right. And Coach April Rhea is there to help you. So thank you so much. And until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. To find many more shows of inspiration, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com podcasts and you will see an array of shows to choose from. Please do visit our www.discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.